Alright, amen. Um, well guys, we're going to do something a little different this morning, um, but we're going to begin the, the way we always do. Um, we're going to ask you if, uh, if you've got a Bible, you can have that out. We're going to be in a lot of different scriptures this morning, um, but also we, we, we're going to ask you to take notes. So if you have a bulletin, would you grab that and get that out so that you can take some notes? Um, if you didn't grab one, you can use our digital bulletin. Same way we did the offering, if you'll open up your phone and open up the camera app and point at that QR code. Uh, it'll, it'll let you uh, download our digital notes. They're really cool. You can save a PDF. You can email yourself. Um, they're fill in the blank, which is really, really nice. And like I said, we've got a lot of ground to cover this morning. So I'm going to pray for our time uh, this morning, and then we're going to jump in together. Father, um, be blessed this morning. I'm, I'm so thankful to have um, all, all of these uh, beautiful children in worship with us. And, and um, God, we pray from the youngest to the oldest that we would all walk away understanding how much you love us, and how you show your love for us. God, we love you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Um, so some of you guys um, know my story, and, uh, and some of you know that I, I wasn't raised in church. I uh, wasn't really raised in church. We were, you know, we were kind of busy. My mom worked multiple jobs. Uh, my grandparents did drag me to church occasionally, and sometimes what they did uh, there when she did drag me to church, it was the Leak City United Methodist Church. And uh, I remember never being, like, blown away, um, but there was a really nice pastor that would do a kid's sermon. We're going to do that in a second, but first we're going to do a responsive reading because we've done that all year. And uh, we realize, as somebody, somebody mentioned to me this morning, hey, pastor, when we do the responsive reading, we can't ever hear the congregation read back. And I was like, I got you. It's because we don't have a congregational mic. But Luke and Ethan are going to help me out. Uh, y'all come grab this. Um, so they're going to they're gonna, they're gonna help by just kind of actively... You can take it down there with you and just bring it back to me. Just, just you know, uh, sit close together. Um, you, get, you guys are going to be our congregational mic. Um, so if we've got that mic on when we do congregational, we're going to hear it now in the live stream. It's going to be amazing. And, uh, and so people at home will not be like, nobody's saying anything. Um, so, so they're going to say anything. So we're going to do this responsive reading. I'm going to read the first slide, and then you guys are going to read the second slide. Uh, your part's all in yellow, which is the whole slide this morning. Uh, but here it is. Uh, I'll put it on the screen for you. John 3.16, For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. Money. All right, let's go. Now it will not be completely quiet on the live stream, and people will say amen and thank you. So um, this morning, what I want to do a little different. Tonight, uh, we want to encourage you to come to our Christmas Eve service. I read a story to the kids every year. I've done it. I, I've done it every year except one year. I read a different story, and I have regretted it ever since. So, so thirteen years I've read the tale of three trees. It will or twelve years. Thir- this will be thirteen. I'll read it again. There was one year I didn't, and and yeah, it was bad. So, um, so we're gonna do that this evening, and we're going to invite kids up. But we're also going to do that um, right now. So I'm going to ask Miss Catherine to come up with me. She's going to be my assistant. Miss um, Catherine is going to help me out. And uh, we're going to invite all the kids of any age. If you are a kid at heart, um, I want you to come down, because we're going to do a little kid's message. Yes, parents, if you know your children, um, I see you looking. You can bring your kids with you. Come on. Come on down. Let's go. Let's go. I need kids. This is participatory. Um, we have kids in church today. By golly, we're having a kid's sermon. That's what's going to happen. So uh, my college kids look like they're left out. It's okay. You can be a kid at heart. I don't mind. Uh, yeah, college kids can come too. So uh, we're looking for kids, parents. Now, kiddos, the one thing you can't do is you can't touch any of the equipment. So y'all can sit anywhere around us, um, and we're going to do this together. And, uh, yeah, now, hey, y'all, y'all scoot in as much as you can. Uh, I'll scoot back just a hair. Hey, what's up, buddy? How are you? This one? That's what I'm talking about. All right. 
All right, all right, all right, all right. Okay, so here's what we're going to do this morning. Um, I have some questions. Can you guys look at me? Everybody look at me. It's weird looking at your backs. Hey, kids in the front. Psst. You guys, back here. Yeah, yeah, look at this one. There, there we go. Awesome. So I want to see all your eyes. So I'm going to ask you guys some questions. And I thought, we have these massive projectors. So I thought, I'm going to put some questions and some pictures on the projectors. So I'm going to ask you questions. Sometimes it's just a question. Sometimes it's a picture. And I'm going to say, can you tell me what's going on in this picture? And here's how you're going to answer. Ready? This is how we answer. No, that is not how we answer. We answer like this. Okay? We're going to raise our hand. Miss Catherine is going to point to you. She might even call you up. You're going to get to talk in the microphone. Okay? And it's going to be awesome. So I have some questions this morning. It is the fourth Sunday of Advent. And... In a little bit, we're going to light a candle, and that candle represents love. And so I just want to start with a basic question. Are you ready? What is love? What is love? It's on the screen. What is love? Raise your hand. You know what love is. Miss Addie. Can you tell us what love is? You guys say it real loud. Nope, not sure. Okay. Want to tag in a friend? Yeah? All right. Okay, what is love? Go ahead, say it nice and loud. You're not sure? We're doing it through action. Who, who's going to talk? Who else you is going to have words Someone come out of your to mouth? Someone wants to use words. Okay. Yes, sir. What is love? Hank, just say what? it, man. What is love? The love of God and the love of Jesus and the love of the Holy Spirit. Okay, man. He's preaching this morning. Way to go, Hank. Anybody else have a different definition? How would you define love? Landon, how do you define love? You don't know? You don't know? Okay, so that's good. It's actually good that you may not know how to define it because here's my second question. Ready? How do you feel loved? That's a different question, right? What makes us feel loved? So what are some things that make you feel loved? Do you have an answer? Um, in your heart. In your heart? Sometimes I just feel it in my heart. That's so sweet. Um, when people help me. When people help you, that makes you feel loved. When we love our neighbors. When you love your neighbor. Anybody over here, what, what makes you feel loved? Yes, ma'am. Doop, doop. That's why I asked Catherine to help, because I didn't want to run. Of your family. Your family, right? Your family. Anybody else? Yeah. That everyone in this church community is so helpful. Okay. A helpful church community. All right. So here's what I'm going to do. I, did you guys know that there are people that study love? Did you know that? There are people, that's their job. Their whole job is to study love. And those people that study love have figured out that there are really five primary ways that we feel loved, okay? And so I made pictures of those five ways. And you have to figure out what's going on in the picture. So I'm going to put a picture on the screen. Now listen, if you don't know what's going on in the picture, there's a hint in the bottom corner, there's a little circle, and it has a symbol, and that symbol is my hint to you. That's all I'm given. I'm not going to tell you what it is, okay? So five pictures, five ways that we feel loved. Here's the first on the screen. Y'all look at the screens, whichever way, okay? You got to tell me what's going on in the picture, and there's a little hint in the bottom corner. What's going on in the picture? Hold on. Miss Catherine's coming. There you go. What's going uh, on? Um, I forgot. <laughs> I love it. I forgot. Yes. Anybody else? What's oh, going on in the picture? He's comforting his friend. Oh, somebody's being comforted. Okay. Somebody's being comforted. Do you, do you have a different guess? 
Catherine, this is perfect. I'm so glad that you're doing all the walking around yeah, in, long- in your long dress. It's wonderful. Um, <laughs> I forgot. I forgot. Okay. How, you just tell me right there. What do you think is going on in that picture? He's overwhelmed and his mom is talking to him. Give me a high five. That's great. Yeah. All right. So I want to be honest. That's pretty much what's going on in the picture. So you see a son and you see a mom and mom is talking to him. And do you know what? Sometimes words are one of the ways that we feel love. When somebody says, I love you, or they say, you are so special to me, or they look at you and they say, you are awesome, right? That makes us feel so good. And so words are one way that we feel love. We call those words of affirmation. So here's a second way we feel love. You got to guess what's going on in the picture. Ready? Here we go. What is that? Fun. Fun. Fun makes us feel love. What are they doing in the picture, Addie? What are they doing? They're having fun. What are they having fun doing? Playing. Playing a game. Jenga. Jenga is so fun. I like Jenga because there are no winners. There's just one loser. And uh, that's, that's why I like Jenga. I'd be like, you're the loser. That's why I tell people in my family. So uh, it's very biblical. Um, so here's, now what's that little symbol? It's a clock. So they are having fun. They are doing it together. But you guys look at me. Ready? They're having fun. They're doing it together. We call that they're spending time together. And sometimes when we spend time with people, that makes us feel loved. When you spend time with your family, what you're going to do tonight, what you're going to do tomorrow, some of you are going to do it today. When we spend, we call it quality time, that makes us feel loved. Now, there's a third way we feel loved. Here it is on the screen. You've got to figure it out. This one's hard. It's not hard. Giving gifts to people on Christmas. Giving gifts, opening gifts. Anyone else over here? Receiving gifts. Ooh, who said receiving gifts? Yeah. So what he said, I'll come back to you, is actually exactly it. So one of the ways that we feel loved is by receiving gifts. If somebody buys you something special, and it's something that you've always wanted, and they know that you've always wanted it, and they wrap it up, and they give it to you, and say, this is just for you, and you open it, and you go, oh my gosh, that's exactly what I wanted. How did you know? It makes you feel special, and it makes you feel loved. So receiving gifts is one of the ways we feel loved. Two more. Ready? Here we go. What is this? Cleaning dishes. Cleaning dishes. Helping. Helping. A not normal child, she says. All right. So listen. All right. Does, can anybody, what is that thing in the symbol? What does that look like? What is that? It's somebody holding a plate. You're right. That's very, and she even said it in a voice. Um, a food revealer. That's great. Okay. What that is, is that's a symbol. That's a symbol of service. Like if you have a waiter wait on you, they serve you. Okay. So listen, that helping, that kid is helping dad do the dishes. And do you know what? That makes dad feel loved. It's called an act of service. And like if mom makes your bed, sometimes that makes you feel loved. If mom does your laundry, oh, thank you, mom. I have clothes to wear. Um, it makes you feel loved, right? And so those are acts of service. Last one. Last picture. Here we go. Wait, wait, wait. You got to raise your hand. Physical touch. Physical touch. All right. Touch. Touch, touch my finger. Touch my finger. Boop. 
All right? So, <laughs> boop. Um, that picture. Okay, I said I'd come back to you. What is it? Uh, hug. hug. That's right. Yeah. Physical touch. When somebody gives us a hug, right, and they say, I love you. That hug, when we're, somebody comforts us or they, they take us by the arm and they, they, they say, oh, man, you're so special to me, or they give us a high five, those things make us feel loved, okay? So those are five ways we feel loved, and here's what I need you to do now. Ready? Okay, you're going to go back to mom and dad, and now you're going to help them pay attention because now it's their turn. You better help them, okay? You know the five ways, so you've got to help them now fill in all the blanks, all right? You guys were awesome. Awesome. Man, they, they're, they're really good. In fact, they're so good, y'all, that I, I really don't think I have to preach this morning. So we're going to do something a little different. I, I have one point for you. Just have one thing. We've been walking through Advent. We've been talking about everything that Advent means. We've talked about hope. We've talked about peace. We've talked about joy. Uh, this morning is that last candle that we'll, we'll light before the Christmas Eve candle, which is the Christ candle. So we're going we're gonna to light the candle of love here in a little bit. But I just have one main idea. Because, see, over the last couple of weeks, I've talked with a lot of people after service. And a lot of people have had the same thing. They've said, they, like, Pastor, I hear you. I hear what you're saying that God loves me. I hear what you're saying, that he's available to me, but it is so hard for me to accept that. It's so hard for me to accept that God really loves me. And so this morning, I just went over with the kids. There's five ways that we feel loved. And I want you to know this morning just one main idea, and it's that God loves you better than anyone else. So I'm going to walk through those same five ways with you kind of in the Bible. So here's the big idea this morning is no one can make you feel more loved than God. No one can make you feel more loved than God. Perhaps you've tried that. Perhaps you've tried an individual or a person and they've let you down. Maybe that's why you're here. And it's created loneliness. It's created hurt. Maybe you've turned to something to try to make you feel loved. And that too has just created more problems. But I want you to know that God loves you. He loves you the way you are right now. Now yes, He does want to do a great work in you. But he loves you so much that he wants to be with you right now. And so I just want to walk through those five love languages with you. And I want to show you that, that God really loves you. And so let's start uh, with the first one, with words of affirmation. So um, what do we call the Bible? It's called the blank of God. The Word of God. And the Bible is called the Word of God because what the Bible is, y'all, is it is God choosing to reveal Himself to humanity. He didn't have to do it. He could have left us guessing. But God loved us so much, He wanted to redeem us, right? Since the fall of creation in Genesis chapter 3, we were separated from Him. And God said, no, I don't want that separation anymore. I long for them to be with me. So I have to reveal to them who I am. So the Word of God is God speaking to humankind. Saying, hey, this is me. This is what I'm doing. This is how I'm going to fix this. I want you to be with me. So it's the Word of God. So the Bible, as, as God's Word, is full of affirmations. God, over and over, in so many ways, says that He loves you. And I, I'm just going to put three of them on the screen, like this. Isaiah 43.1. God says, don't fear, for I have redeemed you. I have summoned you by name. You are mine. Or, or Jeremiah 31.3, I have loved you with an everlasting love. I have drawn you with unfailing kindness. Or 1 Peter 2.9, but you are a chosen people, 
a royal priesthood, a holy nation, God's special possession, that you may declare the praises of Him who called you out of the darkness and into His wonderful light. And page after page after page, the Bible is full of such affirmations. God's saying, I love you. Some have said that the Bible is God's love letter to us. All right? And so you want to know, how do I feel loved? If your love language is words of affirmation, then read the Bible. Listen to God's word, what he says about you. Others, though, they feel love through quality time. You say, what? What is that about? Well, that's what Christmas is about. Christmas is about God wanting to be with you. Did you know that? The angel of the Lord shows up. He's talking to Joseph, Matthew, Matthew's account. And, 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 and listen, there's going to be a quotation of Isaiah here. In Matthew 1.23, quoting Isaiah, it says, The virgin will conceive and give birth to a son, and they will call him Emmanuel, which means God with us. God with us. Jesus stepped out of heaven to be with us to spend time with us, to show us who God really is, to reconcile us to God so that we could live with Him forever. Talk about quality time, right? And then Jesus, while He's on earth, He displayed this perfectly. Jesus said to what the, what, what the, the religious people saw as the worst people in the world, the, the most sinners of sinners, Jesus offered this invitation, ready? He says, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened. And I'll give you rest. Come to me. Spend time with me. I want to be with you. And then we know Jesus then ascended into heaven. And he sent his spirit. But I want you to know, just because Jesus is in heaven doesn't mean that we can't spend time with him now. In fact, the book of James makes this amazing promise. It says, come near to God and he will come near to you right now today. If you take the time to pray, if you take the time to get quiet, if you take the time to seek the Lord, you will find Him. It is a promise of God's Word. And so whether you feel loved through words of affirmation or by spending time with God, God will love you in that way. The third way we talked about, though, was receiving gifts. Some of us like that, right? How many of you, come on, be honest, it's almost Christmas time, you love gifts. Come on, anybody? Any adults in the crowd willing to say, there we go, a couple of adults, yes, I love the perfect gift. How many of you that like receiving gifts are really difficult to shop for, though? Yeah, right? You like gifts, but everybody's like, what do you want? What do you want? You're like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, you, like we should know, right? But if you like receiving gifts, the Bible, again, this is what Christmas is about. We, we started with John 3.16, for God so loved the world, he gave he gave His one and only Son. He gave Jesus His gift. And, and here's what Romans, here's how Paul writes it in, in Romans 6, and then I'll do Ephesians 2. He says, For the wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. The greatest gift ever given is Jesus. Again, in Ephesians 2, he puts it this way. It's by grace that you've been saved through faith. And this isn't from yourselves. It is the gift of God, not by works, so that no one can boast. And so God loves us through words of affirmation. God loves us by spending time with us. He loves us by giving us the greatest gift ever given, right? And he also loves us by serving us, by serving us. Some of you, that's your love language, acts of service. Well, listen to me talk about this Jesus. Mark 10, 45, Jesus says, for even the Son of Man, he's talking about himself. He says he didn't come to be served, but he came to serve and to give his life as a ransom for many. 
If you're one of those people here that when your husband does the dishes, it means the world to you and your heart is full. Or when your kids help out uh, you know, in the kitchen or they do a little something, and you're like, oh my gosh, that means so much to me, then you need to look to Jesus. And, and here's what the Bible says about him in Philippians 2. Uh, it says that we should adopt the same attitude as, of, of Jesus, who existing in the form of God didn't consider equality with God as something to be grasped or exploited. But instead, he emptied himself by assuming the form of a servant. And he took on the likeness of humanity. And when he had come as a man, he humbled himself by becoming obedient as a servant to the point of death, even death on a cross. And if acts of service matter to you, there is no greater act of service than what Jesus, who was living in perfect glory, did for you. He chose to step out of heaven and into hurt. He chose to become flesh so that our flesh could be redeemed. And the only way that could happen was for him to be beaten and battered and bruised and brutally nailed to a cross where he would suffocate to death. And he did that to serve you and to serve me, to make a way for us by faith to become children of God. But maybe your love language isn't any of those. Maybe your love language is physical touch. Okay? And you go, this, how, how's he going to swing this one? He can't swing this. There's no physical touch in the Bible. Well, again, what did Jesus come to do? He came to be God in the flesh. The people that hung out with Jesus, one of those guys, there's Peter, James, and John were part of the inner three of the 12 disciples. Well, John writes this in 1 John about Jesus. Listen to this. That which was from the beginning, he's talking about Jesus, which is eternal, which we have heard, say we heard, and which we have seen with our eyes, which we have looked at, and ready, our hands have touched. And Jesus came to be with us. He physically touched people and healed people. One of my favorite stories is is this story. It's a random story. Jesus is walking with his disciples, uh, seemingly, and there's this widow from a little town called Nain. And and, and there's this this great uh, funeral procession going on, and her one and only son has died. And you know what Jesus does? He walks up, and he lays his hand there on the casket, and he says, wake up, my child. Right? Little girl dies. He puts his hands on her. Right? Jesus came to be with us and, and he physically touched people. It mattered. It changed them. Right? But then, Jesus went to heaven. Right? But he said, hey, I'm not leaving you alone. I'm, I'm, I'm still going to be with you. In fact, Matthew 28, 18 through 20, the Great Commission, he says... Uh, All authority is given unto me. Therefore I say unto you, go make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Uh, But then he he says at the end, and surely I will be with you to the end of the age. And so he says, it's better that I go, because I'm going to send somebody that's not just going to be with you, but but I'm going to live in you. And so that touch of God still happens. John 14, 26 says, but the Comforter, even the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, He's going to teach you all things and bring to your remembrance all that I have said. And the Holy Spirit's there to be our guide, right? And then one day, you say, I don't know if I'm buying that, Pastor. Read this one day. This is what heaven looks like. Revelation 21, 3 through 4. And I heard a loud voice from the throne saying, Look, 
God's dwelling place is now among the people and He will dwell with them and they will be His people and God Himself will be with them and be their God. Look at this. He will wipe every tear from their eyes and there will be no more death or mourning or crying or pain for the old order of things has passed away. And that says to me that God longs to hold us again. And isn't that good? So what I'm going to say to you this Christmas, if you're one of those people, you're just considering this Christ. You've been hearing us talk about him week after week after week. I'm going to tell you this morning that you can turn to a thousand different places, but none of them will fulfill you. Only the love of God can do that. No one can love you and make you feel more loved than God can. All right? So what do we do with that, guys? I've just got a couple application points. They're the same ones I had last week because I think they work. First and foremost, accept the fact that God loves you. You've got to accept it. You've got to believe it at some point. It's hard to believe. I get it. You know, I said last week, we, we come to church, we're all dressed up, we're wearing coordinating outfits. God bless you all. That was hard. Going to take some cool family pictures and put them on Facebook. That's awesome. Tag us. Right? Tag us at the church. Check in. That's cool. Helps us. We're going to do all that. It's that season. But sometimes when we look so good on the outside, we know that deep on the inside, nobody can see all that we're going through. Nobody sees all the ugliness in us, but we do. And so we feel like there's no way God could love us. And I'm here to say, yeah, God can love you. In the midst of you, the Bible says this is love. While we were still sinners, Christ died for us. It doesn't say this is love after we got cleaned up then Christ died for us. It doesn't say this is love after we stopped taking his name in vain, then Christ died for us. This is love after we stopped having adulterous thoughts, God loved us. This is love after we stopped hating people in our hearts, Christ died for us. That's not what the Bible says. says this is love while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. Man, what an amazing God we serve. So that brings me to the last point. It's really the last point I will preach for Christmas. It says that you need to receive the grace of God by accepting Jesus as Lord. So, tomorrow morning, house is all over. Some of you are going to do this today. You're, you're going to go open. Some, some of you have already had, has anybody already had more than two Christmases? Wow, God bless you all. Um, we've got two tomorrow. Yeah, we've got two tomorrow. We're going to do our, our family, and then we're going to my mom's. But, uh, but it can be hard. I get it. And I said last week, never, ever, ever have I ever had a present with my child's name on it. And they said, after looking at the box and shaking it and listening to it, no thanks. Never. I mean, we, we could wrap up socks, y'all, and they're still going to open the package. But God has given us the greatest gift ever. He's given us His one and only Son that whosoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. And Jesus is before us now. The invitation still stands. Come, all of you who are weary and heavy laden, and I will give you rest. The gift has our name on it. And yet some of us have never received it. And today, I pray if that is you, that today would be the day that you receive it. And it's not that hard. God is not that far away. You just have to cry out and say, God, I need you. God, I want you. Jesus, I believe in you. Would you come into my life and save me? And he will. So I'm going to ask you to pray with me this morning.
then we've got a couple announcements. We're going to let you go. For anyone this morning that that message speaks to your heart, and you're like, yeah, that's me. I need saving. Man, I'm so lonely. I'm so tired. I need God in my life. Then I would ask you just where you are to pray with me and just say, dear God, please come into my life. Man, I need you. I believe that uh, Jesus did what I can't. I believe that he died in my place. And I, I don't know how all this works. But Jesus, I'm just going to give all of my sin to you now. I'm just going to give you my life. I'm going to ask you to move in. Take control of me and make me yours. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen.